Hey, we're on, Bob. Blue-white breakdown. Thursday, I think we're in November. Bob Founders and Dave Jones talking Penn State, Nebraska. Dave, I hope you're doing well. Hope things are good out in your neck of the woods, your neck of the nape. Everything good? All the leaves are gone. I noticed this morning the rain took them all away. It's officially November. Great. How does that as it feel to not be going to your favorite college program, the Nebraska Cornhuskers? I, I knew at some point this was coming up. I, uh, I, uh, get it out of the way now. <laughs> I'm good with it. I'm good with it. And it's going to be Greg Pickle and Joe Hermit heading to Omaha and then Lincoln for an 11 a.m. their time kick, Penn State, Nebraska. Dave, we think the game's going to be played. But, you know, I mean, I think Penn State's still waiting to see how the uh, testing comes out. Yeah, there's got to be. Knocked with eight, eight, eight positive cases after they. Did you read the thing about no contact tracing? I thought that was interesting in the Big Ten. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> Didn't you think right away that those guys, those guys were celebrating after they beat Penn State a little bit too much when they got back and maybe that's what Well, happened. we don't know that. We don't know. I'm saying, but didn't you think that? I thought that. Um, I think they knew they were going to win about the middle of the second, the middle of first quarter, didn't you? I mean, they played like they knew they were going to win. Yeah, yeah. But hopefully Penn State will play uh, Nebraska. They're trying to avoid an 0-4 start. We'll make our picks later, Dave. But let's just start with uh, a couple of things not necessarily game-related. Journey Brown's career is over. Um, very unfortunate. Uh, I think there's still a silver lining, and they caught the issue because – it doesn't always get detected, and the worst could have happened. He was a tremendous player at Penn State, especially last year. But I, my overriding uh, thought is I'm just glad they were able to detect the Yeah, but, but did, you, did you read his narrative that came uh, over? Boy, what a heart-wrenching thing. I mean, we who are not engulfed in, in trying to make a living out of football – and that kid was going to make a healthy living, was he not? Yeah. Where was he projected at second or third round? I, I think that anymore you don't really see a lot of running backs go in the first third. round. But I think yeah. if Journey had any kind of uh, year like he did the second half of last year, yeah. he was going to be probably be a second, maybe a third round pick somewhere yeah. around where Miles Sanders went. Yeah, and I Miles mean, Sanders you're talking about he was great with the Eagles. Yeah, you're talking about life changing money, yeah. and it's just all gone. Um, He's a smart kid. He'll be okay, but it just seems so unfair. And uh, the the narrative, uh, I'm sure people will read it eventually on on how he started loving football in the fourth grade, and then his life changed as a sophomore, and he he just he really fell in love with it then. And it it just is uh it's very very sad from a personal standpoint, not from Penn State standpoint. Yeah. You know, this is a monolith. This is a kid who had a chance to make a life-changing um, financial impact on his whole family, and it's yeah. just gone. And that, that sucks. It really I can, Dave, I can still, even though it was late December, I can still remember sitting in the, the, uh, the Jerry World Stadium watching the Cotton Bowl, and he, he did some things in that game. I know the Memphis defense wasn't great, but no, it wasn't. you could tell he was all grown up as a runner. He was doing some things. He'd always been a guy that was fast, and he was just physically manhandling the Memphis defense. And you just thought, boy, he's if he he's just going to be, you know, he's going to come back this year, and he's gonna he's gonna you know follow up on what he did last year, and he's just going to be one of the one of the running backs they're talking about 
coming off the board first. And you, yeah. you were right about him all the time. I always liked <clears throat> Noah King better when they were all young. But yeah. you kind of located, you, you kind of identified him as a combination of speed and power and size that was going to mature as he matured. And he would have been, you know, he was a, in a mold of like Tony Hunt and, yeah. and Miles Sanders in a, in a between the tackles pro back who might've been better than either one of them. Um, what do you think? Yeah. I mean, I think, I think for sure. And uh, you know, and it's funny, he was a three-star recruit from me, Bill. You never know. Claim claim to fame faster on the prep level than Leroy Burrell. He broke Leroy Burrell's uh, 100-meter track record, um, and he was really a, a bit of a project at a small school, worked diligently in the weight room to get stronger in his lower half uh, with Dwight Galt. And, uh, you know, last year, it's Dave, I mean, we're still talking. I still just want to talk about him. You know, at the start of 2019, everyone was, uh, including myself, thought Ricky Slade, oh boy, Penn State, not going to, not going to miss a beat. It's going to be Ricky Slade. And then it, then it's, uh, then it's Noah Kane and he gets hurt. Journey Brown waits patiently. They finally give him the lead role at Minnesota. They lose the game, but he had a tremendous game against the Gophers he did some nice things against Ohio State in the second half when they were uh, they were behind. Got 100 yards against Indiana. Got well, everyone gets 100 yards against Rutgers. It seems in 2019, um, and then he and then and then the bowl game. And you're like, where did this come from? But it, it, you know, the more you looked at what he did, it wasn't really a fluke, and he really put his time in and worked very hard to get to this point in his life. You might as well transition now into um, what Penn State didn't have because they didn't have him now. You could say how much how much do you put on the lack of the Penn State running game, especially against defenses like Indiana and Maryland, that yeah. are even in the way Indiana is going now and Maryland yeah. are going now. These are not great defensive no. fronts by any no. any stretch. Indiana is better than Maryland's, but I mean, I saw Minnesota chewing up Maryland, yeah. and they they depend on the running game, but that is not. That is not a great defensive front right. by any means. So how much of this lack yeah. of a running game do you put on the offensive line and how much on the lack of Journey Brown and, and Noah Kane? Uh, it's, it's all related, but James Franklin actually said on Tuesday, and, and he, I, you don't think about it enough, Penn State really doesn't have a runner. I thought Devin Ford would be a little bit better than he has been. They don't have a runner that, A, can break, consistently break tackles, and they don't have a runner that can consistently make uh, guys miss in the hole. Now it's not, it's I mean, you, a running back is going to eventually have to kind of kind of have to do some of those things because it can't all just be on the offensive line to give them just a clean path into the secondary. And watching this team, I just don't see I don't see that coming from either Devin Ford. I don't think the freshmen are ready. Sean Clifford can't make anyone miss. And it's just when when other when the other team knows you can't you can't get more than one or two yards a pop on the ground. I, I just think it really, really hamstrings how you call a game, and it also impacts how defenses – they don't respect the Penn State running game, and they shouldn't. Have to. Yeah. Because that moves the safeties and linebackers around in the middle. You have to have that respect. To me, Holmes looks better. Even Lee has looked better than Ford. To me, Holmes looks like he's got he, – he needs a shot. Um, that's the one thing. And the other thing is this offensive line was supposed to be a lot better. They're not getting push right against Maryland. How right. can that be? I know. Uh, I mean, it's, just, it's been one of those years that 
it gets worse by the week, Dave. It just get it gets worse by the week. Um, in theory, they go out to Nebraska and might be able to do some things, but I I I am starting to see some things in Sean Clifford that I unfortunately I saw in Christian Hackenberg. Yes, late yes. in 2014 yes. and throughout 2015, he looks to me like uh, he's shell shocked. I went back that, this morning and watched that series when it was seven nothing, and you remember they had first and goal was it at the nine something like that. Yeah. And the, the, the second, third and fourth down, they had second and six, I think at the nine, the second, third and fourth down plays by him were one time he's just getting rid of the ball real quick. Another time he he flat out missed Fryermuth and and threw, you remember in the flat, he, he just flew it over his head. Yeah. These are simple throws. He at least could have hit Fryermuth and then, the fourth down play, which I, I would not have taken, the fourth and three, would you have done that? I wouldn't. No, 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 no. Yeah, that, and, and, and then throw that, and then throw a fade. And then throw a fade into the corner. Yeah. It's, it's, it's hard for a struggling quarterback, a, a, a guy who's not struggling, let alone a guy who's struggling to hit that pass. It has to be perfect. And that made no, none of that, none of that whole sequence made any sense to me. And then uh, Rakeem Jarrett, Got his second touchdown there in the fourteen nothing hole. It was just a it's just a yeah. mess all the way around. Yeah, I I I just think that every it's the I, I don't know what the kind of feedback you're getting, but everyone wants to see Will Levis, and I I just wonder a so what's what's that going to do? What is, how is Will Levis going to be any better behind this offensive line the way they're playing? That's my well. Point. What I would say is this, Dave. It's not just that. So not only has Sean Clifford been inaccurate. And he's taking a pounding and they're running him too much. But Dave, what I would say is I would try Will Levin. Sean Clifford is holding on to the ball I know, I know. too yeah. long and he is not looking past his first read. And I just think that when you see that. Um, I'm know, not quibbling. I'm not I, quibbling. I'm not I, quibbling with the decision to go to Levis at all. Yeah, I, think, I, I just think that he needs to wonder how much more success it's going to be. He needs he needs some kind of break, and I just think that, yeah. um, in fairness to the other guys that are that are out there, uh, put it, uh, you know, putting it on the line. I think at the very least, you got to at least try Levis because what we see. I think I think the last two games have been enough. We've seen enough of Sean to know that. I agree. Something I agree. has to change. I, I just wonder if the fans. This this program, above all, has always their favorite quarterback has always yeah. been the backup quarterback. Yeah. I mean, how many years have we, yeah. we seen? It? They wanted, they wanted, didn't they want Anthony Morelli instead of Daryl Clark? You know, they they or, or no, it was the other. They wanted they wanted Morelli uh, in Morelli instead of Michael Robinson. Yeah. I think that right. was that's yeah. right. Yeah. That's right. When he was originally struggling, yeah. Can you believe that? You yeah. Know? I, I, uh, I was going to say, I've, I've gained a little bit of, uh, I, I'm starting to get a, a better appreciation watching, watching the Penn State offenses, even a better appreciation for Trace McSorley surviving yes. three years as a starting quarterback because the punishment is always good. It just seems like whoever the quarterback is, is going to really have to absorb a beating and sometimes sometimes it has a very debilitating effect mentally and physically and for trace to survive three years of that 
Um, and it's not just Penn State. Well, he avoided um, a lot of it, too. He did, but he also ran a lot. He also took a lot of shots. Yeah. He played through a lot of injuries. Um, and it's it's at not easy to do. At least he was, a bit he was able to avoid a lot of it, yeah. which is what um, – it's the difference between my nephew, Josh Jackson, at Maryland – not being able to avoid free rushers and Tonga Veloa um, being able to avoid a lot of a lot of pressure with a couple steps. He can extend plays. Trace used to do that. You know, you remember what a mess that offensive line was in the middle of 2016. He would just duck inside. He figured out ways to duck inside, get some free air and 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 keep his eyes forward the amazing part about McSorley was is he was able to keep his eyes forward even after getting hit even after taking all that punishment and you remember, remember how many free rushers were coming in on both him and Barkley in yep. 2016 and 2017 yep. John Clifford can't do that he can't avoid these guys he's getting hit much more and that has an effect it has the same effect it had on Hackenberg which is what you already mentioned yeah they, they both are holding the ball too long. That seems counterintuitive, but it's not. If, if you know what it's like to, to be hit back there, you're almost defiant in the way you're going to take that hit. You're, you're going to hold onto the ball a little too long to, to almost subconsciously prove I'm not afraid of getting hit. I'm not afraid of these guys. Well, then you've got an eight yard sack and it's not good for anybody. It's not good for your body. And you're preoccupied. You can't help but be preoccupied and have your concentration uh, interrupted by that kind of thing over and over and over. And that's what I call it PTSD in quarterbacks. And that's what Sean Clifford looks like. He does look a lot like Hackenberg. Dave, uh, if we had a do-over, and I, I'm in desperate need of a Penn State prediction do-over after I think I picked them 7-1, and one, um, what do you think is realistic for them uh, the rest of the way, um, just the, the last five games, let's throw the first three. They are what they are. They're 0-3. They got five games left. They got to play at Nebraska. They got Iowa at home. They got to go to Michigan. They host Michigan State, and they got to go to Rutgers. Now, that's not in order, but those five games, based upon what you've seen, uh, and then they're going to play a Champions Week game, which they probably want to rename God. that. <laughs> um, Talk about a do-over. There's what we need the do-over. Uh, the five regular season games, what's best case for Penn State? In a, in a normal year, let's go through these. If they were playing, let's say they were 2-1 and one at this point, and yeah. they're playing normally. They lost to Ohio State. They managed to win that Indiana game. They weren't so downtrodden and morose uh, when they played Maryland, and they managed to win that game. Yeah. Well, Nebraska is a win because right. Nebraska is not a good team. You talk right. about a fan base that wants – ahead on a platter it's the nebraska fan base with scott frost now they've had enough and this has been three years of this correct and what is he eight and 19 i can't remember what the nine and nine and 17 nine and 17 florida or not central florida yeah. so they have no confidence they have a quarterback controversy they're going to be it looks like starting a backup quarterback through no without an yep. injury luke mccaffrey uh-huh. uh, for for adrian martinez and that should be a win. But in this situation, well, Penn State is favored by three. We're going to get to the picks later. But I picked I picked Nebraska. I did. Uh, because they don't have to make the trip. And they've actually been playing yeah. fairly well in spots. Like, they didn't look dead in the water at, at Northwestern. No. They were ahead in the second half. 
uh, they had a chance to tie the game at the end. They were in the game, which right. Penn State was not. Um, then you've got Iowa coming here. Well, Iowa hasn't played very well either, but they played really well their last game against Michigan State. Before that, they were blowing games. Now they're on a roll. You would think they will probably be continue that role, at least in some respect, in two weeks. So where that would have been a win, I mean, Penn State's always beaten Iowa at home recently. All of a sudden, that looks like a loss. Uh, we have to see what happens with the Nebraska game before you can call that. Uh, yeah. Michigan, what I'm saying is all these teams have not played very well. Nebraska, Iowa, Michigan, Iowa's one and two, Nebraska's 0 oh and two, Michigan's one and two. In a normal year, all three of these are very winnable games, but this isn't a normal year. Um, and this thing has a chance to start feeding on itself if they don't get a win. They really, really need a win in this game. In the next game, or or it could go south in a hurry. That's that's my opinion. So I'm not going to make a call. I don't think you can make a call in the season, but I think we're looking at best at three and six. I think the loser of this game, I think I think the floor falls out from underneath the pro. Yeah. Whoever loses this game, it's going to be a pretty big drop. I and Zach Mills isn't walking through that door. <laughs> <laughs> that was the last time they started zero and four was 2001, and then Zach Mills saved the season. Okay, so. Before we talk about, I, there's one other thing I want to ask you about. Uh, it's the blue white breakdown, Dave Jones, Bob Flanders. It's kind of related, but it's really not. Dave, I want to take you back in time to 2012. <laughs> Bill, Bill, Bill O'Brien's first year, those plucky Penn State Nittany Lions start going to, they, they get it together. They, de- they develop some playmakers. McGloin gets it going. They After go the losses. They go into Lincoln, Nebraska against my man, Bo Pelini, and they play them. They play them off their feet. They're in position to win the game. They get probably get hosed, they get hosed probably on a call. Was uh, that John O'Neill's crew? Was that Matt, the O'Neill crew? I think it was. Matt Lehman, it was a fumble. Your thoughts on that game and that season, and will we see anything like that uh, in Lincoln? What kind of question is that? <laughs> What everyone remembers about that game was how <laughs> horrible that booth booth review was. Remember, yes. we had yes. I, I was constructing um, a, a media. Uh, uh, you have to you have to decide who in the media is going to go talk to the officials, and they never tell you anything. But I mean, who was it? Was a Matt Lehman on the goal line, right? Matt Lehman. It was clearly clearly Newport the ball. School. Newport High School. Matt Lehman. He was from Newport. Yeah, refreshing Newport. That's what we used to call it. <laughs> Newport refreshes that the it was clear that the ball was you were apoplectic in the press box you were well, stand incompetence that was just blatant incompetence and people <laughs> what what cracks me up about people in who are who are of zealous fans is that they always think that there's a conspiracy there's a conspiracy they just don't understand how much blatant incompetence there is out there in all in it, it, very often what looks like conspiracy is just just incompetence yeah and we've seen it over and over i mean i saw i, I i've seen the the call against michigan you know and that's another thing they say that michigan and ohio state get all the calls the call against michigan in the michigan state game did you see that i did not oh my god you know they just didn't they didn't call correctly on a fumble and they wouldn't overturn it. Um, there was another one last week where uh, the, the, who was, who was getting screwed. I mean, it was over and oh, it was uh, Indiana against Michigan. 
just a couple of ridiculously bad calls that they would not overturn. Um, th- this isn't so. That's what that Nebraska game was. I don't even know. It, he didn't. It, Matt Lehman didn't fumble. He didn't fumble. That's it. They should have won the game. I'll admit it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's well, all. That's well, all. You, Bo Pelini's always going to get that call, though, Bob. How'd you like that, my man? How'd you like that <laughs> call, my man? Huh? We, Dave and I have a running uh, impersonation. He is not the nicest man in the world. And he's getting his just due, just desserts as, as LSU's defensive coordinator, I would say. I should have, I should have taken, a, taken a little pop at that. I forgot. Yeah. What have they given up? 44 plus in three straight games, three different games. They gave up like 3,000 yards to Mississippi yeah. State in the opener. <laughs> to middle of the pack teams, really, you know. All right, let's let's uh, let's get back to uh, let's get back to reality. Let's let's talk about the matchup. How you think the game might be decided? You've already tipped your hand, but we everyone knows you. I think by now that you probably picked uh, Nebraska. What kind of game do you see in terms of high scoring, low scoring, and what do you think is going to be the decision? What, what is the number? Fifty six. I'm picking the under. Yeah, I like the under a lot. I, I, can't, I, can't see, I can't see a lot of points in this one. Yeah, because you're going to have two backup quarterbacks. It really appears that Will Levis is going to start. Do you agree with that? Uh, I don't think he's going to start. I think it's a very short leash for Okay. You're going to give him one, one more series, two more I'd series. I'd say two. Do you, yeah. know how loyal, you know how loyal James is to his starting quarterback? I got no problem with that. Okay. I got no problem with it, especially in a season like this. It's like, what the hell? What do you? It, it sends a message that you're loyal to your guy, and which I think is a more important message than worrying about whether you go four and five or two and seven. You know, okay. so I think eventually we're going to have, have two backup quarterbacks. Luke McCaffrey, who's uh, Ed McCaffrey's uh, yeah. youngest son, younger than Christian, and uh, younger than uh, who am I forgetting? Who is the the, the Dylan McCaffrey, the well, former? How Michigan athletic player. is that family? How athletic oh, is that family? Mom was a mom was a sprinter. Did you know that? Do you know or, you know his uncle was Billy the Kid at Duke and Vanderbilt? Billy McCaffrey. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. I mean, it's like they're athletes all over that family. Yeah, and all four of the boys were really good players. Uh, so this is the last one of all of them. He's going to see a lot of run. He's a he's a he's a slick runner. So Penn State has to be uh, aware of planned quarterback draws. I think there'll be a lot of them and a gap keepers. And he's better than that than Adrian Martinez, where you, you talk about PTSD. Yeah. He right. has it under Frost. I mean, I really thought he was going to be a good quarterback, and he just, under Frost, he has not right. developed. They have not been – Scott Frost used to be an adventurous, fun play caller, both as the coordinator at Oregon and at Central Florida, if you watch their games. Yeah. He's, I don't know what your opinion about, about him is, but, but it's almost like he's tried to fit into – of the mold of the conservative Nebraska guy, he's all he's turned into Frank Solich on us. What what yeah. is going on there? Uh, so from what they I are in dysfunction too. Yes, yeah, really predictable. Not much fun at all. And whenever Luke McCaffrey has come in, you and we're like, okay, here comes here comes the keeper down in the red zone. Except the the last the next to last series they had, he threw a ball off uh, his own offensive lineman's helmet for a, essentially a game clinching pick. Uh, for for Northwestern, but that they've got as many problems as Penn State does. But I think Luke McCaffrey has gotten a little more run than Levis has, uh, so I give that more credence. Um, Penn State's not going to have to make the trip in there. It's the one of the longest trips in the Big Ten, right? And that's always a factor, whether it's fans or not. Um, 
I, I just, I, I'm seeing it in Nebraska, 28, 23, but, but it could go either way. Yeah. Uh, as you've well documented, I do, I have a history as a Nebraska fan. Why is yeah. that? Why don't you tell people why? Because I, I still am not clear why. Dave, the year why was, a kid from Easton who should yeah. be just reveling in guys like Matt and Well, Dave, you're still talking. Uh, it was, it was Bethlehem, PA was where I grew up. The year Penn State fans was 1972. And I was just starting to become a sports fan. So the, there weren't a lot of TV games on to begin with. It's not <laughs> like now. You, you were lucky to see one NFL or two NFL games on Sundays and college football was hit or miss. It was a Thanksgiving. I was in Delray, New Jersey at my Aunt Mary's house. Was this the Chris Schenkel era, probably? It was the Chris Schenkel era, era. And the Oklahoma-Nebraska game was on. I think it might have been either the Friday or the Thursday. And it was in Lincoln. And I just, I was in a phase where I, I would watch a game and I was young and impressionable. I still am impressionable, Dave. Um, and, uh, and I just said, I'm going to pick one of these two teams and stick with it. So I picked Nebraska. Whoever wins. They lost the game. Oh. Greg Pruitt, it was the year after the greatest game ever, that game of the 72, century. yes, yes, yes. They lost the game like 20 to 17 or mm -hmm. something like Greg Pruitt went off. Anyway, I stuck with them. It's always been that way. Um, as far as this game goes, uh, I agree with you. Penn State's going to struggle with an athletic quarterback. The problem is Nebraska can't score. They don't have any touchdown passes. What, 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 what became of Wandale Robinson? It's like he's, he's – I know he's small and you can't hit him downfield, but it's like he doesn't exist. You they know? have three points in the, in the entire second half. They're going to run the ball on Penn State. They yes. ran the ball on Ohio State. They ran the ball a little bit on Northwestern. You're right. They were in the Northwestern game. My, my worry with Penn State, and the reason I picked, I picked Nebraska 20 to 17, I think it's going to be. And an under. A clear at, under. Dave, at some point, isn't a, isn't a defense just going to put four guys on Jahan Dotson and say, somebody else beat me? Because that's all they have. If Jahan Dotson doesn't have 150 receiving yards, I don't know what Penn State's going to be able to do on. Well, I think Parker Washington's looked pretty good. He's looked pretty good. Underneath cool. receiver, uh, you saw what happened when he tries to make fade catches in the end zone. He's real good underneath, but I'm just saying, Jahan Dotson's the he's playing out of his okay. mind. All right. He's playing out of his mind. I just don't think they can run the ball, and uh, I, I do think that the quarterback play is just going to be too difficult. Uh, to overcome it has not it's been just since the indiana game it just hasn't been good the defense i don't know what's going on there man eight quarters of just just poor poor play um it's not going to be as bad against nebraska because nebraska really can't throw they don't it. have the wideouts these guys do did you did you go back and look at those little tandems with rakim jarrett and they just didn't you got to pick whether yeah. you're going inside or outside you start yeah. out zone and then you're, you're going to convert to man in those situations and they're yeah. There, who was it? Castro Fields, and then uh, who was the, the, the Lamont, Wade, Lamont Wade and Daquan Hardy? The the team doesn't look all that interested in tackling right now, um, and I think unless unless some things change, they've had some players play well on defense, but uh, there's been some disappointments. Twenty to seventeen Huskers. Until Penn State shows me they can do something on offense, I just can't pick them. And you're right, Dave. I think that you could make a case that they could actually lose. All of the all of the remaining regular season games, they could also win two or three of them. The truth is probably somewhere in between. But Dave, if they start zero and four, it's uh, it's 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 going to be just a. I mean, it's going to be a struggle to get one or two wins. The rest and of the you time. do need a, an a an igniter in that situation. If people do remember in two thousand one, 
That guy was Zach Mills. I mean, he was different. Poker player. Matt Seneca and the Ohio State game yeah. that year when they got over the top. And then they went on a run, man. They almost made a bowl game out of that. You need somebody, and I don't see that somebody on this team. Maybe we've missed it, but I don't see it. All right, real quick before we leave. Yeah. Do you want to go through the games again like we did last Let's week? Let's do it. How did we do last week? Um, I did four and two, but I don't know how you Yeah, I was four and two on the on picks. I, I missed the, the two I missed. I missed real bad. Did you chart me? Hmm? Did you chart me? No. I you thought that was the whole point. I'm not. But what am I, your caddy? You're, it's your idea. You know, you do your own picks, my man. How about that? Okay. All right. We got two minutes or else, Greg. Go. Go. Uh, go. go ahead. You got Wisconsin, assuming they play. Wisconsin <laughs> minus four and a half at Michigan. Uh, oh, I was supposed to tell you the line. You were supposed to guess the line. Oh, well. Yeah, yeah. You've already blown it. Yeah. Uh, Wisconsin be- is better than five. Wisconsin will cover if they play. Okay. Um, in his, uh, Indiana at Michigan State, what's the line? Ooh. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know what? I'm going to say Indiana six. Pretty close. Seven. And uh, where do you put it? I bet you Indiana wins but doesn't cover. That makes sense to me. Field goal game. Um, you know what the Northwestern uh, Purdue line is at Purdue? Mm-mm. Oh, it's, it's at line. Purdue? Yeah, at Purdue. Make the line. Uh, it's going to be real small, if anything. At all. I'll say it's a pick em. Uh Northwestern minus two and a half. Is Rondell more out? Facing the same intimidating atmosphere at Ross A that they usually face. With is Rondell more out for the year? I there I I suspect he has a hammy and he doesn't want to mess it up further for his NFL day. Purdue yeah. wins the game outright by four. Yeah, it's about time for Northwestern to lose. Uh, Illinois at Rutgers. Rutgers, my man Greg Schiano. Rutgers, <laughs> Rutgers by ten. Yeah, it's seven, and you could see Rutgers rolling that up. I mean, they get ahead of a team. They're feeling good about themselves. They were fighting at Ohio State. They scored 27 in the horseshoe. Um, and, and there's the, the counterpoint to, to, to this game. The, the Chiano is, is calling all sorts of crazy trick plays. You know? Playing with house money, man. Yeah, and he's acting like it. Um, and finally, you know what the uh, line is for Penn State and Nebraska, I'm assuming, I think it's, right? It's down to two now, I think. I saw three. Yeah, yeah. Do me but, a favor, but, since it's your big idea, keep track of my picks. I think I was undefeated last week. I don't have the tape, man. You got to write it. Tape, Dave. Get the uh, tape. Write it down, man. Hey, my man. It's your idea, my man. <laughs> How about you follow through and execute your idea? <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, yeah. do you, here's here's the last bet. Do you see this the entire season coming off with the uh, college football playoff? The way COVID's raging. I think if it comes off, it's going to have to be delayed. I don't know how they're going to get it in. I think that this, uh, there's going to be more. There's going to be more cancellations. I agree. I just don't see how it's going to work. Uh, you know what? The Big Ten might have had it right all along. Well, you know what? This is what I re- I've been writing all summer, <laughs> and I've got a. My best friend is a is a trained in epidemiology. He's is a molecular biologist from Marquette. And he's been telling me about the, how they're firebombing this vaccine. And one of them was going to hit. And sure enough, one of them has hit, the one from Pfizer. And it's got 90% efficacy. And they're going to start having this ready for uh, frontline care workers next month. You would think 
you know, the big money businesses, including college football, would probably get a hold of it by by February. Yeah. Then you've got a March through May through Memorial Day season, and you can put it on, maybe even have some fans. Wouldn't that be better than this? You know, I probably shouldn't have wound your watch there. Well, geez, I mean, all these Urban Meyer guys saying, ah, you can't have that, can't have that, because they're 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 stuck in their little systems and their little bubbles, and they can't. You know, Jeff Brom had it right all along. Jeff Brom had a really good plan to do this to limit contact. To, to scrap the usual plan of spring football, summer workouts, and get a good season in and then delay next season a little bit. That would have been the plan, but no, you know, we can, we got to do things the way that we always did. Okay. Dave, I'll talk to you soon. I'll talk to you after the Nebraska game. You have been a delight. I'll see you.